We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cardio Tate's not trusting the, the receiver room to see another progressed side of himself right now. See, you, see, left now you're about to make me open up a whole other can of worms. Because I don't want to disrespect the tragedy that that family is going through. One of the biggest reasons Cardell Tate is not in Notre Dame is because his mama couldn't stand Brian Kelly. And that's a fact. That's Sean Davis. You can quote me on that. You can quote me on that. She could not stand Brian Kelly. That's a fact. She thought he was phony. She thought he was fake, amongst other things. That's a fact. Carnell had to beg her to take a visit when Marcus Freeman took over. He had to beg her. She was done. So Carnell Tate not coming to know the name. There was nothing the coaching staff could do. She came to Notre Dame twice. Brian Kelly walked straight past her twice. Didn't say a word. Twice. That's him. I could have told him that. She was done. And I'm sure she gave me the GC version of how she really felt. Now, I don't think that's with Chad and Dre and the rest of the staff and Freeman, things like that. I don't think they'll happen. I don't. I just don't. And God rest her soul. God rest her soul. But that's... That's that attitude you can't have, man. Right now, it's Notre Dame. You got to outwork everybody. Programs shouldn't be outworking you for big-time recruits. And that, in my opinion, is what stood tall in the KBA recruitment. Notre Dame worked their tails off to the final day, man. They really did. And it ended up going their way, unexpectedly. So yeah, that is the solution. Find a way on the field by winning or some other way to get these young men to realize that they can play football at Notre Dame. Yeah, it's a it's a deeper issue, one hundred percent. If a kid tell you he can't even see himself there, 
can't even see yourself playing with the Jets. No. That's a huge issue. Because if you can't see yourself somewhere, that means you don't think you fit at the place as a person amongst the people that you think go there. Your perception is you don't even, you're not even the right fit as a person when you talk like that. So what is it about that you don't feel? You ain't never been proud. Last man, <clears throat> look. There are a lot of good football players that have a lot of good people in their life. We keep saying this. Caleb Beasley, who Notre Dame is still going after, although he's committed to Tennessee, was on social media today communicating to Deuce Knight. What are the two schools Deuce Knight has at the top? Notre Dame and Tennessee. So you Tennessee and no Deuce Knight is not thinking about four for 40 right now. I promise you that will not be his determining factor. It might be something his mother whispers in his ear. It might be something his father whispers in his ear to say, remember, son, you got to look beyond. Yeah, yeah, they they giving him the bigger the bigger picture story. Yes, they, they they ain't talking about Notre Dame in the same light as these other schools. That's the mention. It's like okay, now you got Notre Dame. Okay, you know you know that can lead you into a bunch of unknown, a bunch of maybe you could do this, maybe you could do that, maybe you can open this door, maybe. It's a, it's a mysterious ceiling that you are curious and wanting to see what is open to. Other schools don't have that mystique. Other schools, is, it is what it is. It's, it's four years and that's it. We ain't even thinking about graduation. Hell. I'm not saying they're not trying to graduate, but I'm pretty sure the top of the top recruits at Georgia is like this is a three-year vacation. I'm not thinking, no, I might not even come back for 10, 20, 15 years. If their football team not good. So I don't know what it's worth. Obviously, it's not a community builder. But, hell, when you're there for a reason, I just think it makes it a difference. I think some of these kids got reasons and why they want to go to these top schools where they think that those reasons fit to a school that gives them the things that they need. A guy like Deuce Knight and his position and where he's in is the crux of Notre Dame's recruiting issue. He doesn't need Notre Dame. He doesn't need Notre Dame to validate him as a top recruit, nor does it validate him of getting to the league, nor does it validate him of being a top quarterback in the country. He doesn't need that. A Drew Pine? That looks good to Drew Pine. He needs a Notre Dame. He needs that on his resume for the future when he, you know, goes to get a little job and he was, like, yeah, Notre Dame quarterback back in the Dude's Knight doesn't need Notre Dame. He can go to a Mississippi State and still have a great career as if he went somewhere else. So that's where Notre Dame has to decide for themselves. Yeah, you got a kid that's the top of his game who doesn't need you. And in low key, you might have to put somebody else before yourself if you want to achieve some of these goals. Some of these other schools ain't ashamed of it. These other schools would be like, "Yeah, we gotta go. We we gotta get a Deuce Knight." That's how Tennessee thinking. We gotta get a Deuce Knight. We gotta get a Nico Emmerich. There is no no for an answer. We'll take a no. That's the <laughs> we. I promise you, if Deuce Knight told us tomorrow, hey, Notre Dame, I think I'm going to go with Tennessee. Notre Dame not going to lose it. Notre Dame not going to get upset. They're going to be like, damn, we lost another one. Okay, who's 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 a three-star we can go get? Tennessee is hell or high water. 
If they didn't get Nico, what would they have done? They got in trouble with the NCAA to get this recruiting shit done. They said, we don't care about no rules. We got to get Tennessee back to relevancy. We'll take us the slap on the wrist. They did all that in one year. No, they ain't been around since 1842 and can't do it twice. Can't do it once. Is doing it right that important? Not that we got to do it wrong. But hell, you got people that are putting it on the line. Tennessee putting it on the line. Michigan putting it on the line for recruiting violations. Penn State put it on the line. They recruit good. I think with Penn State, year to year, they recruit pretty damn good. But Notre Dame don't want to sacrifice nothing. It's, shoot, you come to us. If you're not, then it's your loss. Just a bad mentality to have. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I see somebody in chat mention, I can go in depth. Jeremiah Love, Jeremiah Love would tell you that they had conversations about NIL because he had big time NIL offers. He also came to Dela McCullough and asked real questions. And the fact that Dela McCullough was authentic and told him the truth made him not only want to stick with Notre Dame, but to play for Dela McCullough. You put a mic in front of his face and ask him what does four for 40 mean? What do you think he's going to say? It means no money now. Of course, he's going to say, yeah, it was important. I had a phone conversation in the month of May on a Sunday night with Christian Gray with his mom in the kitchen, who's the most influential person in his life. That's right. Mind, you, about it. Mind, you, mind you, he has a sister that goes to Ohio State. Mind you that. Mind you that Notre Dame wasn't the leader at the time that we spoke. He also had a coach that had just become the defensive backs coach down at LSU. So keep that in mind. That in May, on that same Sunday night where he tells me he's making his decision on July the 4th, they took conversations with his mom 
Mike Mickens staying on top of him and saying and believing he doesn't know that he's supposed to be at Notre Dame, but we're going to make him see it. So I'm telling you, God, people got to make you see why you, why it's good for you. And then ultimately, his grandfather's favorite team was Notre Dame. Look at all the the the, the stop all of this. Every man. every kid that chooses Notre Dame chooses four for forty. No, they don't. It's more likely that kids are choosing it through ulterior, bigger than them reasons. Yes. Their family was was diehards, or they or they uncle that they favorite uncle went there a long time ago, or you know they didn't have somebody whispering in their ear about something. It's always some caveat. It's never been a clean recruitment for a kid to go to Notre Dame. It's always a kid was taking a, a, a big step in, in maturity by going to Notre Dame or something, always something outside of themselves. It's never just like, man, I just thought hey, it was man, the best choice. Let me yeah. tell you something. It's a lot of things that make me go off the rail. You don't know me. You don't know nothing about my blackness. And my record as a black man in the community with young people is spotless for over 20 years. So you can take that comment and you can go straight to hell with it. If that's what you took from what we said tonight, you're operating in pure ignorance. Grow the hell up. What did he say? Grow the hell up. Because just because a kid doesn't choose Notre Dame doesn't mean that he doesn't care about education idiot just because justin scott's parents who are well educated helped him decide to go ohio state doesn't mean he doesn't like education and they don't need it that's your single track mind so don't dare attack me or malik as black men to sit there and lie like we're trying to Put out a message that all black kids care about is football. Throw the hell up. Throw the hell up. And the way I feel right now, man, you don't ever have to watch another podcast coming with that bull crap. Straight up. And that's coming straight from the heart. Period. Oh, no, don't do that. No offense now. No, no, why don't play that? I ain't that dude. Don't get bold and make a statement like that. And then played up no offense. No, you clearly intended to offend. I think it's offensive that you think that black players that go to other football factories like no like Georgia or like Ohio State are only worried about anything. Like they don't have black kids on their roster that actually go to class. Like they don't have academic all-Americans. Wake up. You're the one putting the pin putting people and stereotyping people. Not us. Not us. Like I said, man, the more we do these shows left, the more I realize the sensitivity to the fan base, bro. Anytime you say anything, anytime, it's like, bro, you're mad because we're telling you that for, we never did we put a color on anything left they're mad because we said 14 15 16 year olds don't think about four for 40. who who it's true when they say youtube teaches the kids these days man and what happened? Yo, the chat was wonderful. The chat was wonderful. The conversations were well thought out from all angles, whether you agree or disagree. Chat was great tonight. But you know, it goes back and out to of everything we said as black men. What? What is bad enough that I got to go on these Facebook groups? <laughs> and hear people and hear people say our podcast is like listening to Biz Markie and KRS One. <laughs> but we knew coming into the game what we were going to have to deal with because we chose to spend it different. 
What? What? But wait, what they? Wait, what they? Bro, wait, what they say? Sound like Sean? <laughs> Some dude, man. The dude was like in his sixties. <laughs> they said KRS, man. That's a throat, man. That's man. Shout out to you, man. That's some credit, man. KRS, I guess, you know. Oh, that's a throwback. <laughs> See, you know, they may be a diss, but you pulling out some good analogies now. <laughs> the Biz Marquee and KRS one. Well, you had to sit down and think about that one. <laughs> oh, man. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> You're not going to stop us from being different, man. No other publication is going to stop us from being different. I won't be, <laughs> I have other responsibilities. Sensational, you're right. He did. At least he did say two legends. I walk in there with my head. That's pretty good now. Hey, I look, I walk in with my head high every time. Every time. And we're going to continue to spin it different. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. And if the way we spend things, man, because we're trying to create conversation, left conversation. That's it. Y'all keep us going, man. That's true. Y'all keep us going, man. We promise, but man, woo. And, and and we we got to keep the focus back on to the 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 what we're what we're talking about. We're talking about the one percent. It's the same as the nil conversation. This is not a general recruiting talk. It can get black folks, white folks, orange folks, yellow folks. Not once. Folks. Not once did we mention color. Exactly, but that's we, that's what talking about the ages of the young men you are recruiting to Notre Dame, and we're that's talking it. about the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop is not. We can be honest. The cream that's of the crop it. ain't thinking education. So you're Thank right. You. You're right. The cream of the crop. The five percent of recruits out here is not getting sold on education. They're not getting sold on 4 for 40. So no. you can say they don't care about education. You can say they don't care about whatever. If you're a top 3% recruit, you're not committing based on no education. You're just not. And you... And you Full, well-blown, may be the smartest dude in the world. But you got to look at what you're going into and what it's for. Not many kids get X amount of millions of dollars leaving high school to go play college football. That's a new thing now. That's look, let, me, thing. let me say something interesting that I heard. This is crazy. The PGA, I was watching the... the, the uh, the Open Championship this weekend. Shout out to Mark Harmon. Matt Harmon, I'm sorry. I said Mark. They were talking about how NIL has impacted the amateurs. Because usually there are a lot of amateurs from college golf that matriculate into a lot of tournaments over the summer. Right. Because of NIL, which I forgot, golf is a very visible sport 
for sponsorships. Very visible. These college players are choosing not to go and waste time trying to play in the PGA. The NIL money for golf is that good. And they were talking about it. And I'm like, yo, I never realized. Like, man, that is very interesting. You know why? Like the basketball players is going to OT. Hey, hey. Million would, you, would, you like, would you like the opportunity to go and, and, and play in the U.S. Open? <laughs> you know, you're not going to win it. Maybe you have a good, you have good, good two rounds. Get yeah. your name out there. Then you have the, you're gonna have to if you if you do too good, you're probably gonna have to turn pro. You know, or you can come back. Um, or you just take this nil money and just keep dominating in college. <laughs> It's gonna start making sense to guys, especially it's all all it's gonna take is for a, a guy to like these guys getting paid real early. Yeah, one not, one not to pan out on time. Let one of these let Nico Imovlita take four or five years to get it really going. After that second period mark, he's gonna be like, wait a minute, what's the pressure? I can develop. I can get better. I can win games. I'm getting paid. Man. What do I want to rush to the league for and suck for the first couple years on a bad team for a couple of extra million. See? See? You give me $8 million as a freshman, another six if I do good the next year. What I go to the league so fast for? For what? So NIL, I can understand the attraction to it you know like look at these look at asar thompson asar and our man they didn't go to no college and was getting paid the whole time and look top five picks so these basketball dudes like shoot i ain't taking no classes i didn't go to school to take classes i went to play basketball so it's crazy how they get on football players about education and how important it is Basketball players don't even go for a full semester. Ben Simmons didn't even go to school and went to school. Why are we not talking about Ben Simmons? Why Justin Scott got to be a a, a crazy kid that don't want to get educated? (laughs) Ben Simmons didn't even go to class and was playing basketball in college. Ben Simmons went to LSU. He wasn't even serious about winning. <laughs> serious about winning? Wasn't serious about no school. No, didn't at even all. Finish a semester, and we don't sit here on the message board and talk about how he was a bad basketball player and just wanted the money. Yeah, he just wanted the money, and he got it a year later. So Ben Simmons got a four for forty that's better than forty years of most people at Notre Dame. So until we start complaining about these basketball players just trying to go one place for a year, not take school serious, I don't even think they coaches is promoting school to these kids. You think Michael Strongsberry going to win anything recruiting, preaching to these basketball recruits about going to school? He'd probably be out of the job before the season starts. So Marcus Freeman and, 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 and Michael Strongsberry. Michael Strongsberry. He to be on the same recruiting tip. Michael Shrewsbury. <laughs> Michael Shrewsbury would get a bump in recruiting from from Blake Wesley developing before four for four. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let Blake Wesley pop off in San Antonio this year. Yeah. Let him Let go crazy. Let, Let him go, go crazy. crazy. Let him go Let crazy. Let him go crazy. And Blake Wesley start wearing, starts wearing Notre Dame stuff everywhere he goes. And watch what happens. 
Yeah. yeah. Blake Wesley. You know Blake Wesley? Yeah, he came there one year. One year? It's the he same thing. Somebody asked a great question earlier uh, about Kingston. Do you think he could be a starter next year? For what? For what? For what? For what? You got two dogs in the freshman class <laughs> right now. Man. Right now. And one who's already a bona fide leader. We already know Drake Drake Bourne's a bona fide leader. Bona fide. You don't have to wait two or three years for him to lead. He's ready to lead now. So Kingston might have all the talent in the world. My man, you got some dudes that jump. I mean, it is what it is. And I'm just saying, look, Marcus Freeman, he might feel like he doesn't want to divide the locker room. Guess what? Kirby Smart has to deal with it. Nick Saban has to deal with it. It can be divisive. Hey. It's like buying that new car, left. And when you sign the paperwork, you see the note. But the first payment isn't due until like a month and like 17 days later. Mm. And it makes you feel like, okay, I got 50 days before I have to pay this note. <laughs> and you realize 50 days is eventually coming. Like you. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> it's coming. If you're going to participate in NIL, you're going to have to deal with some of the side effects. It's coming down the pipe, brother. You like it's it coming not. down the pipe. So either we deal with it or we don't. Lucky, See, that, was a real, that was a real biz marquee gym right there. You didn't drop. Thank you, brother. I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got what I need. What they say, they feel like they watching biz. <laughs> 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 Lucky Lucky Pod. That made my night, man. <laughs> what they gonna say? Oh, we puffing big next. <laughs> Come on, man. man. Y'all keep us going, bro. <laughs> We should do a segment every day. <laughs> what? Oh, message board comments. Just put them up. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good one, man. How you feel like that? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad we can provide something to y'all, man. Good grief. We come back. Question of the day, man. 
what three things are you hanging your hat on? No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't thank him for listening. I stepped in and I thanked him for showing his racism publicly. That was my exact comment. I appreciate you for publicly showing your racism. That's exactly what I said. And everybody in the group saw it. One of those Facebook groups, I don't know where it was. But man, message boards, it's all over the place. You know, people give their opinions. Some, somebody in one post, one of our shows said, we're too ethnic. So, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> too ethnic. <laughs> uh, we got to have a chat with the chat. Where are y'all coming up with this from? <laughs> you're just you're just too black. <laughs> Damn, man, just too black on the YouTube. I had to be the biz, and you had to be KRS One. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I had to be the biz. That's the way I took it. I definitely took it as the biz. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I had to. Too black for the podcast, man. God damn. I, I had to. I had to. I had to be the biz. You know what I mean? So one oh. day... I might come in here like the biz with my yeah, fucking hat on. Have to. Clearly, that's what the fans want. Or like create a segment. <sighs> create a segment called Nobody Beats the Biz. Nobody Beats the Biz. That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what we got to do. I think that's how we got to open the show. I'm going to open the show every day. <laughs> That's welcome. what we sound like. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Lefty Podcast. You uh, know how we do. Lefty, Lefty in the biz. Brought to you by that Adora. It's that sweet stuff, kind of like that upper edge hen dog. You, if you yeah. will, yeah, like that grape drink, top of the line. AdoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey. We can't just talk about football, but we got to add everything else to it, man. <laughs> We're going to start the show off with Nobody beats the bitch. You got to give a rap cipher in there, man. Got to gotta really do it big, man. You know, I think that uh, what's good is that it's something to tune into at the end of the day. Because that's telling me that what y'all getting on the flip side is too dry. What y'all getting on the flip side of Notre Dame news is too dry, apparently. What y'all getting, Barbara Walters for Notre Dame news on the other side? Martha's Vineyard? What's the, what's, because if we biz Marquee and KRS1, there's got to be something on the other side that's not grabbing y'all attention enough about Notre Dame football. If y'all tune in to see Barbara Walters, 60 Minutes, Notre Dame News, I see why y'all come to us. I could be KRS1 for y'all, Because <laughs> somebody ain't giving y'all the news the right way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm glad we can provide y'all with news worth <laughs> We're listening to and not falling asleep to on Notre Dame football. That's probably what the recruits are listening to. They said, I'm tired of Barbara Walters reporting on me visiting Notre Dame. That's no excitement. That's no clout. These 60-minute interview questions after, that's no clout for me. I need KRS-One and Biz Marquee to recruit me to Notre Dame. <laughs> 
That's why they can't see themselves. How they gonna have Brian Gumble reporting on Notre Dame football recruits? That's not. That's not what they want. They want a Steve Smith, Biz Marquis, KRS One. That's who they want reporting on them. Then they can see themselves playing at Notre Dame if they got people talking about them that they can relate to. <laughs> Uh. Oh boy. <laughs> Left, give me your top three things, man. What do you hang your hat on? Top three comes? things I can hang my hat on, man, for Notre Dame football this year. The first thing, I know that we're going to come out and do better than what Vegas is telling us. There's no way in the world that anybody on this planet convinced me that we have not gotten one game better or one game worse than last year <laughs> with all the things that happened. So I do not believe we're going to have the same record as Vegas has given us. That's one thing I can hang our hat on. The second thing I can hang our hat on, our experience from being a younger team last year is going to show and benefit on the defensive side to where we may not have a 25-sack leader. But I do think we can hang our hat on this defense, keeping us in enough games, especially the three big ones, to where we're going to have a chance to win, but it's going to have to come from the offensive side. The last thing, the last thing I can hang my hat on for Notre Dame football, if nothing else, is that we'll have an offensive line. (laughs) And if you got an offensive line, Hell, you got a chance to win the football game. So I can hang my hat on. We're not being the same record as Vegas telling us that we uh we can hang our hat on defensive, giving keeping us in games, giving us a chance. And our offensive line is gonna be there every game to where when in doubt, we can hand it off, we can throw it, but our offensive line is gonna give us that chance to pull it out. So I think with all three of those things, we're gonna be in position to see ourselves in a in a in the playoffs, we're going to position to see ourselves have opportunities to take that next step as a program this year and moments through these three big games and also uh, going into what it can mean for Marcus Freeman in, in year in year three and what he's been able to accomplish in just a, sh- a short amount of time and changing generally and uh, the whole program around. I think it's going it's going uh, it's culminate into this into what this year is going to be. Uh, losing Matt Bayless adds to the story of how it's going to be a huge turnaround for us. And, you know, I think it's something to watch for. So, yeah, the three things. Defense, going to give us a chance every game. We're not going to end up – we're not going to be the same record as last year, and our offensive line is going to put us in position to win each and every game. Now, we got to do it on the skill level. But our defense and offensive line – or defense in general and our offensive line specifically – are going to be the reasons why we can win every game this year, not just uh, say it, but we know we can be in it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Um, number one for me is the youth. The youth I saw flash during fall camp last year. The youth I saw flash during the spring. The talent amongst the freshmen and sophomores makes me feel really good. And I I can hang my hat on it, not just for this year, but for the years to come. I can hang my hat on that for Notre Dame. Specifically at the skill positions, which Notre Dame, in my opinion, has been void of, in my opinion, left. Notre Dame's been void of certain things at the skill position. We don't need to get into the quarterback room. We don't don't need to do that. We know what Vegas has said and continues to say about Sam Hartman, the lack of impact that the young man has. We get it. But at the end of the day, 
it is very clear that the talent of Notre Dame has gotten better. It flat out has. The talent has gotten better. And that goes to Marcus Freeman. That goes to his staff, even with some disappointments. Now, with all of that being said, I'm hanging my hat on this secondary. I really am, love. Let me tell you somebody I think is going to be, and this might sound crazy to some people. Wait, when you say hang your hat on, meaning like they're going to top. Do- it's a top 10 secondary. Oh, okay. okay. It's, a top, it's a top 10 secondary. That means turnovers in. That means we're going to return that ball. It's, it's a top 10 secondary. Okay, yeah. Let me tell you who is going to be, and this is my belief. I think Christian Gray will have an impact, impactful freshman year. Doesn't have to be Benjamin Morrison. But Christian Gray, as he ascends, watch how Clarence Lewis becomes very intricate or begins to be used in so many areas, in different type of spots, even in safety spots, nickel spots, dime spots. Expect him to blitz off the corner. Clarence Lewis is going to be very important to the secondary. And he is a name that most people choose to forget about. Now, I understand he hasn't always performed. He hasn't. But when you have Jaden Mickey, you have Benjamin Morrison, you have Christian Gray coming, right? You have Cam Hart. Hart I don't look. Can we keep it funky? I don't expect Cam Hart to play every game. No. I don't. History tells us that Cam Hart, he's going to miss some time. Just that's that's when, how it is. That's when Clarence Lewis becomes vital. And that's where also Christian Gray becomes a necessity. A necessity. Xavier, uh, not Xavier, but Christian, Christian Gray's impact is going to come in nicely because he's going to fit in right where we know where we know, we know Cam Hart is going to have one or two games in the middle of the season. Yes. He's not going to be there for it. But because Christian Gray has been in that rotation has gotten time early, he's going to transition himself right into that spot that's going to complete that, 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 that island of lockdown. With Morrison on one side, you got Mickey in there. You got Christian Gray working that with Cam Hart. Put our safeties in the mix with Xavier. Right? I think, like you said, you can hang your hat on our secondary being very productive. Very productive. And uh, going into the next year. And last but not least, I'm going to hang my hat on Marcus Freeman. That's just it. Second year, the way he's handled understanding and responding to moves needing to be made and not waiting to make moves. Handling and adjusting on the fly and starting the process to correct the problems. That bodes well, in my opinion. Have I agreed with everything he said? Have I agreed with everything he's done? No. But what stands out to me is that the young man, and I can call him a young man, that's crazy. I'm calling the head coach of Notre Dame a young man. That's wow. The coach, in my opinion, has shown himself worthy to be respected and to be given the credit that a second year coach should get not to hold what happened in his first. Look, we understand the tough losses. We understand the second half of his Navy. But at some point, he gets the benefit of the doubt from me. 
going to his second year. He just does, look. He gets the benefit of the doubt. He just gets the benefit of the doubt, right? He's a nine and four coach. The Brian effort. Kelly. Brian Kelly was eight and five his first two years. It's the effort. It's the it's the it's the commitment to the process where it's believable. I believe him when he says that he's trying to be the best in the country at this and that. And I believe him when he's trying to restructure the program. I believe him by his moves. Mm-hmm. Denying is some scholarship, moving on from. Uh, situations that can that dampen a program like a quarterback situation. He's getting on everything, getting on top of everything. So that's something to hang your hat on for sure because you know it may not look good now, but it's something that'll look good later in the end. And the, the low hanging fruit would have been the offensive line. I mean, I mean, dude, that's every year in Notre Dame. Every year. That's every year. So I, I decided to go outside the box with mine left. You know, Sam Hartman was another one I could have grabbed. That's a little hanging fruit. The running back room is something you can definitely hang your hat on. Even with the young talent that you haven't seen. All you estimate is really the only... I wouldn't be mad if somebody hung their hat on uh, Chris Tyree. Saying what though? Being a difference maker. See, I, I wouldn't hang my hat on that because we don't know the offense yet. But my point is, I wouldn't be mad if someone said I have belief that they're making this move to give him the ball. That's the only way you can say it. You're absolutely right. You don't know what the offense is gonna look like. So you're not willing to go all the way and just hang your hat on Chris on the, the Chris Tyree hook. Totally understand that. But if it does work out that way, I think he'll have a huge impact in the season. If he's the go-to guy for Sam Hartman that he should and could be. If mm. he's Sam Hartman's third down like Jack Cohn and Kyron Williams in the past game, if that could be Chris Tyree on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then you add the supplement because JT right now I think is a supplement receiver. I don't think he's number one right now. I think Tobias Merriweather needs a little time to grow into a number one. Only getting two passes last year, you can't do much. You can't say he's ready. He got two passes last year. That ain't ready. So Chris Tyree has the most experience from a football player's perspective to where Sam Hartman can trust him, number one, and he's the middle of the field. Now you got JT on the outside, Deion Cozy on the outside. You got your guys in the middle. Tight ends can eat off of that. So Chris Tyree is what Avery Davis should have been for us last year. And I think once we see that impact with, with Jared Parker acknowledging his strengths on offense with Chris Tyree, I think we'll have something. If he doesn't acknowledge Chris Tyree being the strength of the offense, from a, a, a who I can lean on as a quarterback for Sam Hartman's side, then, you know, I don't know what we're doing. Before we go any further, looking at the podcast, and I'm sure we speak for the entire Notre Dame family, our Saturday night, due to the loss of the greatest quarterback in Notre Dame history, and that's Johnny Lujak. Mm. Mr. Lujak was, I think the last time he visited the stadium, if I'm not mistaken, was last year. And um, Notre Dame did release a great tribute Uh, two-time unanimous All-American in football, monogram winner in four sports, three national championships, and the Heisman Award, bro. There's nothing else to be said. Heck, at this point, he still might be considered the greatest quarterback in Bears history, bro. And that's crazy. 
That's crazy. But what a tremendous loss to the Notre Dame family and from the Lucky Lefty podcast and all the Notre Dame fans across this nation and this world. Our hearts and prayers go out to the Lujak family, extended, and everyone that knew him, played with him. He will be sorely missed. Thank you, Mr. Lujak. As we continue, the only big news from a recruiting standpoint did not just come from Kingston over the weekend. Notre Dame was able to flip a wide receiver, and we're going to allow left to break down Logan Saldate, who was an Oregon State commit. And, of course, he used your favorite phrase in committing to Notre Dame left. He said, respect my Decision, don't you? I I know you love seeing that. Oh my god, okay, very Ben Skoranek like you know, utility guy. Mm, What can he do for a Notre Dame football team? You know, I give he has quick feet. He he can move around, run around a little bit. He's definitely a guy that likes to have a ball in his hand, likes to playmate. He plays fun with a good instinct. Um, definitely. Uh, what I think is special about him is that he looks like he loves football. Like he just enjoys the competition of it. You could put him wherever. He loves running around, breaking tackles. A kid that plays with a legitimate joy of the game. Um, very Golden Tate like ish. Just a, a high energy player. You can tell he just wants to be on the field. Looks like one of those kids that was just good at gym class at everything the man played cops and robbers great dodgeball great basketball great <clears throat> one of those all-around athletes that you love to have on your team obviously we see him playing both sides of football which is a requirement for marcus freeman you got to be on the both sides doing something um at this point it's just where does he fit in as an impact player on a team full of guys like this already <laughs> This Jared Parker, uh, what's the vision Jared Parker gave his kid in terms of how he fits into the offense? Did he sell the dream of being a part of the team or did he sell the dream of you coming to Notre Dame? We need you because we need a guy that can do X, Y, Z in this offense. I think, you know, it's probably more to the fact of this is Notre Dame. We got a lot of great things going and, you know, who knows what can happen, but you know, who are who are you putting him in over? We got a Rico Flores. Hell, we got inside guys and outside guys. So I'm glad that we got another player to stockpile. Uh you know, elite traits may be his energy, his effort. Is his, his natural instinct being able to play both sides isn't easy. He can play some slot. Um, I wouldn't call him a route technician, but when we collect enough guys with the football being in their hands and they can do something with it, I'm sure we can get more results like this play. But other than that, I don't see it as a Sam Harden wouldn't be like, this is my number one receiver day one. You know what I mean? So hopefully he pans out in the next couple of years. I think he'll be serviceable. But, you know, if we flipping you from Oregon State, it ain't much to think that, uh, you know, there's more you surprising us than we think you got something in the tank that we ain't seen yet. For me, he is a type. Uh, had a full discussion with Chancey Stuckey last year when he took the job, and he said, man, I'm building this wide receiver room like a basketball team. 
Yeah, that's how I describe it. It's a basketball. And, and he is going to be the the gimmick. Get the ball in his hands, just sweep, slot receiver, similar to Caleb Smith. They have the big guys. They have plenty of big guys and big bodies. They got that. They got they got two guys that can take the top off the ball. So they got two of everything right now. The only thing that they don't have, they don't have guys that can flat out just be getting get get them the ball, get them the ball in space and let them go. They had to move Chris Tyree to the wide receiver room to be that guy. They have a true freshman coming in, Caleb Smith. You don't want that pressure on him. If he can come in in special teams and some other areas and help you out later in the season, that's fine. This young man, like I said, yo, his 100 is absolutely bananas. His 200 is great. Speed, quickness, and he has the ability to make people miss based upon his based upon his film. So with that being said, he is definitely a type that I think fits what Notre Dame was looking for, especially after losing uh, Isaiah uh, uh, Canyon. And it's a solid pickup. And I'm not sure, in my opinion, if I was Notre Dame, I would still be looking. I would still be looking, but hey, we don't know how that's going to pan out in the coming days. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I love you guys for so many reasons. First of all, because it's Notre Dame. We can talk Notre Dame every day. Tomorrow morning, don't forget, Jerron Jones joins us right here on the Lucky Lucky Podcast. We're going to talk about that defensive line. And then we might come back in prime time based upon what happens tomorrow in practice and what Marcus Freeman says. All right? CFB Nation, go check us out. Podcast is going to drop. And let's see. I think Ryan Wingo is pretty much gone, honestly. But there are some other wide receivers in this class that Notre Dame can they can kind of slow walk, get them to visit during the season possibly. And um, can add to that, that basketball team that Chancey Stucky's trying to put together each and every year. Uh So, uh, I'll try to answer this for Malik because I know he had to go. Uh, Malik Rob said they didn't play them during the season. They played them during tournament seven on seven. He wasn't impressed by Kingston when they went up against him. He said there were better players on the team in his opinion. Now, what happened during the season is a totally different thing. But that's just Malik going up against them multiple times in tournaments and other things. And he says they have better players, more impactful players on their football team as a whole. Just his personal decision. I mean, personal opinion. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that peril deal. You know why I stand on that. I don't trust Under Armour, so it is what it is. Hey, shout out to my Illini for hiring Jim Leonard as a consultant. I love it. It's a big win for us. Relationship with Brett Bielema, and I'm sure he'll be a defensive coordinator somewhere, wink, wink, next season. Big smile. (laughs) No, I'm not trying to start something. But thank you guys for not allowing me to watch the White Sox get pounded tonight by the Cubs. You've been a great help. You've been a great help. I appreciate you. 
So like I said, man, we will be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. We're probably close to 11.15 a.m. with Jerron Jones to preview the defensive line. And if we get something from the first day of practice, we'll chop it up and might do a primetime show tomorrow. So for KRS, I'm the biz. This has been the Lucky Lucky Podcast. Make sure you spin it different. Oh, 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 oh,